That's the now defunct Boston band, the Titanics, doing a song, uh, a fly song. Matt Freeberg, the singer for both bands. Titanics with All Hung Up. I guess they're now called the Satanics. That's what I hear. Adam and the Ants with Car Trouble. And it's a good song. Admit it. It's a good song. Some Velvet Sidewalk with Right and Wrong. And uh, they were totally right on last Saturday night in Brooklyn. Really amazing show from Some Velvet Sidewalk. Magazine with the light pours out of me. And Chris T has just has just turned off the lights here in the FMU studios. When I say boom, boom, Chris T says, out go the lights. Uh, try to take that again. What? S- take that again. Take that one more time. When I go boom, boom, out go the lights. Incredible. It's like it's like uh, a whole other world in here now. The lights go off and on comes my show. And we pretend. I got to do my show in the dark someday. Except I won't be able to see anything. I'm always in the dark, Gerard. It doesn't matter. The dark ages. Yeah. Dark ages of radio coming up next. Chris T and Aerial View. Not Aryan View. I know, people have been calling it that for the last few weeks, but hey, maybe we'll just talk about those Nazis again. Okay. We're going to look forward to that. My name is Gerard. I'll be back next week between 3 and 6. New Jersey, it's been great. I hope I hope tonight has been everything you wanted it to be. Please stay tuned for Aerial View. This is WFMU, Uppsala College, East Orange. I'm going to say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Hey, Uncle, how much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. you got... Uh, Shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle, just make me an offer. Now, this is a hundred dollar radio. And it's got a clear tone, boy. That's that's clear as a mother's old bell. Hey, Dick. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone. Oh man, you radio, you mother. Hey, Jim. What about TV? You like TV? What? A new thing, Jim. Television. Oh, pictures. Yeah. No, no pictures. Why not? Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah. (laughs) Just grunt at each other. Babies that were sacrificed for Satan. I will probably have nightmares tonight about it. From the nightmares to the running around the room when they disclose to the latching on to the crying and saying mommy 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 don't go out because if you go out they're going to kill you threat intimidation fear if you're going to stay cool you got the whale you got to put something down you got to make some jive don't you know what i'm talking about well that's what i'm saying you're a bad man you're a very bad man rejection of parental values unusual interest in books on satanism black magic or witchcraft Obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references. Rejection of friends. Preference for being alone. Meditation. Chanting. Use of new vocabulary. Is it the force of evil? Does it disrupt 
is it a force for everything negative? There's two kind of laws, honey. One for the rich and one for the poor. He sees all and knows all. He's wise. He's kind. He is fair. He loves truth and goodness. Listen, you screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the dogs, the filth. Here is someone who stood up. Hey, buddy. This is the state of New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. Hi, welcome back to Aerial View on WFMU at Solid College East Orange. This is Chris T. here for the next hour on this fine Friday afternoon. So glad to be young, alive, and in New Jersey. How about you? Today we have a few things to talk about. We're going to do a couple of different things today. It's a full plate, so write these things down. Number one, we're going to talk about um, Germans. Now I see it clearly. My whole life has pointed in one direction. I see that now. There never has been any choice for me. Wish it another cornfield. Please, son, wish it another Germans are our chosen uh, ethnic group for today to talk about. We're also going to do like what they do in the uh, Miss America pageant. We're going to ask you some questions and, and get your responses. One of the questions is, and you could start thinking about this now, is if you could be anybody, who would you be? Simple enough question, right? And we also will be talking about um, movies. It's summer blockbuster time. And I can comment on the only one I've seen, so I'll do that when we come back. But that's a full enough plate. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, I've uh, I've disliked Germans for about as long as I can remember. I've always uh, found something about them to be uh, sort of suspicious, contemptible. If it wasn't their um, need for efficiency in everything they do, it's their contempt for weakness. Now, if we're talking about a national trait of a particular people... I would think even most Germans agree that they have a need for efficiency and a contempt for weakness. And boy, did those two things come together perfectly during World War II. Gee, we already have somebody calling. An upset German. Hello, welcome to the air. Uh, I'm not a German. Okay. i got to tell you, man, you're not crossing way over the line here. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, this is just stereotyping and uh, baiting of, of the worst kind. I mean, what makes what makes the kind of you know rhetoric you're spouting off right now any better than 
Pat Buchanan or Rush Limbaugh or any of the other people that you and I probably hate. Well, I mean, this is I'll, be, I'll tell you what I was... You, are, you're, you really have crossed the line. I don't know, maybe if you need to be provocative or not. I'm leading up to a particular... Um, I'm leading up to a particular place, and yeah. I, think, I think you're jumping in too soon. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not allowing me to, to go where I want with this. You're yeah. Sort of, you're sort of like, you know, cutting it off before it even gets underway. Yeah, really. So, well, so I, I mean... Uh, okay, well, I mean, I... I you know, I... I understand your need to be fair and, and honest and balanced and not to see anybody get maligned unfairly and all of those things. I, I understand your need to do that, and I appreciate that. And it's great yeah. that you would... See, unfortunately, this is a really hypersensitive time when it comes to you know ethnic and racial uh, identities, and I, I just think extreme care, especially for someone in... in, in well, why should with, it be? Public, why should it be? Well, of course, we should all be you know secure enough to not be bothered by someone calling us a name. But that's, you know, that's not reality. Okay. That's not 1992. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the really... If I talk about Germans, yeah. do you think that I'm talking about German-Americans or American-Germans? Or am I talking about Germans? See, I'm, I'm, I'm talking I, I, I here... I don't know. That sounds, I'm talking that sounds here, very vague to me. I'm, I'm talking here about Germans, and I'm talking about specifically what's going on in Rostock in oh, Germany yeah, right I, now. All right, that, that's true. That's, I'm talking about the ugly. rioting that's been going on. I'm talking about the... Uh, the fact that these people are objecting to somewhere near 205,000 foreigners being in their country. Okay, cool. But, who but, want to know, drive but, them listen, out. Listen, but, I mean, what I would do if I were you, if I were the host of the show, uh -huh. I would... Oh, let's, let's play if I were the host. Okay. <laughs> if I were the host, I would... I would play... No, uh, I would... You know, I would have immediately started with that and started starting off with this blanket description of, of these But you would have never... You, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have called. See, you would have said, oh, okay, well, I agree with everything he's saying, so I don't, I don't feel a need to call. That's great. Well, if, if, you know, if the point of your show is to get calls, I mean, you could just... You well, know. listen, what would you... I mean, the point of this show, among other things, is to engage in a dialogue, okay. all right? And for the last few weeks, there's been a problem with that because people don't partake in this show. Yeah. They don't participate. They sit at home and feel that they don't have to. Yeah, I've called you before. I've told you you've got to get this show on late at night. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I don't know how that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it's going yeah, to happen right, well, anytime in that, soon. In that case, uh, and you want to encourage people to talk, I mean... I want people to talk about those filthy Nazi bastards. <laughs> okay. Those, Germans. Yeah, those, those words are, are better than saying just Germans. Oh, okay. Because, I well, mean, I, you know, wait, one, one test you can always do is put yourself, I, I don't know ethnically, what, you're Greek or, or something like I'm that? I'm Maltese. You're, you're, you're Maltese. Maltese. Like the Falcon. Yeah. Right, Find okay. something bad to say about the Maltese. Go ahead. They're really, I dare you. They smell, but other than that, I, I, I don't they have think bad I don't breath. They like to stand right next to you and breathe on you. Now, have you ever met a Maltese person? <laughs> and can you? No, I just made that up, but it sounded kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, there uh, you go. Put put yourself in the position. Now, the one how, quarter. How would you feel if someone started, you know, making all these blanket assertions about the Maltese? Well, I make blanket assertions all the time about everybody I know and every ethnic group. I mean, I plug into every stereotype possible. I mean, you know, stereotypes come about largely because there's this some, something about them that's true, okay? And, and they're repeated enough that they do become a stereotype. Unfortunately, they take the place of, uh, of clear and logical thinking yeah. to a great extent, and people rely on stereotypes too much. But I don't think it's going too far to say that as a people, Germans have a need for efficiency, 
and they have a contempt for weakness. I mean, I would really like somebody to uh, somebody call and contradict the, that statement. I might disagree with you on the latter, but the former, yeah. You don't think that they have a contempt for weakness? Not all Germans. I've known you know many Germans, and it's you know some are that way. And I think more so in Germany than in America when you're talking about German Americans. Well, I, I didn't say anything about German Americans because if you're in this country and you're German, you're a German American. I mean, you you. You may not feel like one. You may not want to believe well, in one. So but the very but, act. But of even still, to those German Americans that you call, uh, if you say German, they're going to they're going to feel as if you're talking about them as well. Oh, Germans brought a lot of great things to this yeah. country. So unfortunately, labels do matter. Unfortunately, you know. So that that, that that's really. That, that I don't think we should be all that sensitive to it, though. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I, think I agree. I agree. I, I think you know. And, and there maybe be maybe peace I'm and love and flowers should fall from oh, the sky. Oh, but, I'm know. not. I'm not saying that. Of, give me a no, break. No, I know. But I know. But what you're saying, you're saying, what you're saying is, I don't think people should. I mean, of course, you know, I probably would agree with you on a lot of, uh, a lot of, of that. And now, you know, it's very, it's very insulting to me to be uh, put into any kind of sentence with Pat Buchanan and <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Only because I never, only because I never make statements that preclude myself. Number one, and I always admit to possibly being wrong. I don't think I've ever heard either one of them admit to possibly being yeah, wrong about things. They're far, they're far too cowardly. I think. All right, and and most of the statements I make, no matter how stupid, always begin with "I believe," "I think." It is my belief that okay, that's, that's I don't good. come out and say these good. things that okay. It's my belief that most Germans are sticklers for efficiency and have a contempt for weakness. How's that? Is that better? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think you know. I think there's also less of that German stereotype in the in, in children of the post World War II generation. Oh man, these are the children that are rioting right now in Rostock. These are now, the children. Yeah, yeah these, well, these are the children who are like. But these are like these are like the German dirtbags. Okay, but German, but German, German dirtbags is what they were calling it, German dirtbags is what they were calling those guys back in the late 1920s who were running around in their little brown shirts. I mean, they were. Well, you know, being we've got our own version too. of them. You know, we've got you know good old boys sitting on their you know six rusted out 68 Chevys, uh, drinking beer and listening to Freebird and, and cursing out black people. We've got that going on, you know, all over America. So we, we've got our own version. So you know, you could say white Americans. I want to talk about how, how mean and, and racist and cruel white Americans are. So, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do see what you're saying, but I can't remember the last time that white Americans got together to attack a refugee facility <laughs> <laughs> and kind of tried to burn it to the ground and force all of the foreigners out of the country. I mean, I know there's quite a few white Americans who'd be happier if there were no foreigners in this country. No, I think we should, but we should America round is a country of foreigners. That's all it is. That's all it ever was. You know, I think we should round up all the skinheads and all the white racists and the KKKs and, like, give them, give them like, you know, Idaho. No, like, I, don't, let them have it. I don't think let that. Them have it. I don't and think that at all. I we'll think turn that our cameras on them and we'll watch their, their laugh society. No, I, I, I think I, that would be a riot. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling. You got it. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Uh, is this Alien View? This is it, Alien View. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going along swimmingly. Okay. Um, I was wondering whether you guys have seen uh, a new video from Patty Hearst. Oh, no. A new video from Patty Hearst is the yeah. first I'm hearing of it. Really? It's amazing, yeah. She what left her uh, husband and kids. Wow. Strike out on her own with a career. I could forget, I can get a date with her now. I bet. Yeah, it's no, like, it's weird. They don't show it on like uh, MTV. 
or no, uh, VH1? I, what I want to do is I, I've never seen the movie Patty Hearst, the one that Paul Schrader did. And I, oh, I would yeah, really like Bridget to see Bonner that. Oh, yeah, Richard Bonner was in that, right? Really? Or no, that uh, Natasha something? Something. Richardson? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's her. Yeah, I want to see that really badly. I, ho- I wonder if it's yeah, out I on videotape. Yeah, it was good. It's, it's good? I love mm-hmm. Paul Schrader. Yeah, it's a good And point. I heard rave reviews about his new movie, Light Sleeper. It's supposed to be really good. Oh, so. yeah, with is that Christopher Walken? Or, yeah, yeah. Dana Delaney. Yeah, so anyway. So listen, we, seg- we segued right from Nazis into movies, the summer movies. This is great. This is great. Okay, Okay, but, so you were saying? Yeah, but you're not going to believe the name of her new video. It's called Rockin' with the Sleestacks. Really? Yeah. It's weird. She's like dressed up in this crazy reptilian type thing. She looks like Splash from Hell, kind of. Uh-huh. And there's like all these like little reptilian creatures like dancing around and she's like just trying to do like her share slash Madonna thing. She doesn't have a bad voice actually. Patty Hearst, you're serious about this. Yeah, the SLA one, like the side Yeah, the, the very the, same the, Patty Hearst, okay. The Siberian Li- Liberation Front or something. Sibonese like Liberation Sibonese, Army. Yeah. She's been hanging out with John Waters, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the guy who did Cry Baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, something went to her head. I'm I applaud I applaud Patty Hearst, frankly. Yeah. Maybe, I was thinking maybe it'd be a good idea for her to make a, a guest appearance on that new show, The Heights. Wow, The Heights is an excellent program, I, although I haven't seen it. I'm just guessing from the commercials that it's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I watched it last night. And I was oh, really? Oh, I want, so, I, want to, I want to know that somebody out there taped it and I could borrow a copy of it. What oh, was, my friend did. I describe did. I it to me. It, what, happened, what happened? Now, this is, a, 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 this, is a, this is a Fox series about a band, right? Yeah, It's exactly. like this band that... Uh, and the, the guitarist is like some sensitive, tortured soul who can only communicate yeah. through his guitar. Kind of like Nigel from Spinal Tap. Cool. So let, lay it on me. What's the heights all about? Yeah, it's like is it, is an eth- it's an ethnically diverse sort of yeah, group, it's right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. They have like a Chinese girl, and and mm. what else do they have in there? It's kind of like the uh, Starship Enterprise. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. All the ethnic groups are represented. Sort of like, like Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, so so who's in the group? Um, there's a bunch of girls and a bunch of guys. There's seven all together. Seven from, people? This is like the, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp band or something. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, pretty extensive. My friend taped it. He wants to learn the chords of that song, uh, How Do You Talk to an Angel. Oh, really? Is there an actual song already? Yeah, for this it's show? on the radio. It's called How Do You Talk to an Angel. And, and is it done by the group The Heights? Or do yeah, yeah, exactly. Do these people play their own instruments or do other people play their instruments? Uh, I think we could have a monkey scenario here. I'm oh, really? Sure. Yeah. Maybe there's like one, like Mike Nesmith, who actually writes songs and plays and the rest are fakes, you know? Kind of like that type of scenario. Oh, it's like The Commitments? But yeah, the commitments like played their own instruments. The commitments did. Well, I'm not so sure about these guys. I think these uh-huh. are just like rejects from Beverly Hills 90210. The are they all really good looking? Or uh, yeah, they look like they're like models for like 501 jeans and uh, you know like. Is it shot like a 501 jeans ad? The whole show. Yeah, kind of like cross between that and Baywatch. Cool. Yeah. So there's babes every once in a while in bikinis. Oh, there's a lot of TNA, man. Really? Yeah, I had a Woody Excellent. all the way through. Excellent. TNA yeah. and guitars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Fox is on to something. Go figure. But I think it would be a good idea for Patty Hearst to uh, guest star on that. Like, kind of like her career. She's not on MTV yet, but I think maybe she could bring the Rock and the Sleestacks thing onto that show. <laughs> and maybe, you know... I gotta get a copy of that uh, of the premiere episode of The Heights. I gotta see this. Yeah, I'll I have to. And if if I can get a hold of it, I'll call you next week. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, later on. Bye. Wow, excellent. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, just a quick question about Patty Hearst. Uh, where's Symbonia? Uh, if they were the Symbonese Liberation Army. Um, I I I I forget completely. It's somewhere near Oceania. 
Oceania. Or Estonia. Estonia? Yes. That's on that same map that the Three Stooges point to in that one episode? Uh, Fredonia. Yeah. Somewhere near Fredonia. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right, bye. I don't know where it is. Hello, welcome to the air. Uh, yeah, I'd like to speak with the host of Arian View, please. This is him. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, by the way, I saw the Patty Hearst thing. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I, I wish I uh, I wish I was clued into these things earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, I have a suggestion. Uh, you're always looking for an alternative name for your show. Uh-huh. Uh, how about uh, Octoroons Anonymous? Octoroons Anonymous? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's really that catchy. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not thrilled with it, but I, I. I. Thanks for suggesting it anyway. Oh, oh no problem, man. Hey, thanks. Okay. Bye. Two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three is the phone number here. Uh, we're off to a flying start. Excellent. Um, yeah, the 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 show, The Heights, is uh, something that uh, I I uh, I was seeing commercials for it for weeks, you know, and thinking. Um, Wow, they finally went and did it. They finally did like a show about like uh, trying to do a show about a band. But um, totally, I, I totally forgot that uh, some guy was sitting around saying, "Hey, we'll do like uh, a commitments, but it'll be like L.A." You know. And if you saw the movie The Commitments, I I really thought I was gonna hate it, but I actually ended up enjoying it because I, I like Alan Parker. He's he's a pretty good director, and I thought the movie didn't take itself too seriously. As a matter of fact, I mean, it didn't take its it didn't take itself seriously at all, and um, the band in that in that film actually played their own instruments, and they hated each other intensely. I mean, they couldn't get along for two minutes. That was the point of the whole thing was that their egos were keeping them from from working together as a band. But something tells me that's not going to be a part of this new Fox program. Something tells me not only will these band members get together and get along, but they'll probably be sleeping with each other in a few weeks. And, uh, gee, I just, I, I just can't wait to unwind with a video cassette of the Heights. So if somebody out there knows how to program a VCR and is willing for a fee to tape that show every Thursday evening for me and just keep a library of it, you know, it, you could, it could earn you an extra few dollars a week, an extra, ooh, I'm willing to pay up to $10 for that service. Think about it. We'll be right back. Anyway, the number here is 201-678-7743. We're talking about so many different things today, it's hard to keep them all straight. But one of them was um, Nazis in Germany. The other one was uh, the summer blockbusters or reviews of your most recently watched movies. And uh, coming up next on the plate is, if you could be anybody, who would you be? That's the question that, you know, that... If you woke up in a dream and you were in the Miss America pageant, you might be getting asked. So I want you to be prepared. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi. Uh, 
Okay, I'd like to keep this short. The Germans, well, it's not just the Germans. The the Brits have been organized packy bashing for a while, and those folks in Yugoslavia are doing some cleansing. It's a European thing. Uh, if I had to be somebody else, is probably the question. Not if you could be. If I had to be somebody else, I'd probably want to be my equivalent as a woman, just to see what it's like to be a woman. And as far as movies go, I don't know, it's pretty vacant out there. You suggest something. Raising Cain. Raising Cain? Raising Cain. So tell me about it. What's that? What goes down? The, the new Brian De Palma movie. It's, it's pretty cool. Oh, it's that's with really uh, Lisko. He plays uh, himself four or five times over. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of reasons to see you it. You saw I mean, it? I saw it, yeah. It's, yeah, the, last, it's the last thing I saw. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. You know why? Because I mean, it's such an it's such an such an incredible homage to uh, He's usually on to Hitchcock, you know, and and to to himself. It, it quotes from so many other movies that if you like, if if you're if you're into movies in any way, it's all in there. Right? Yeah, it's all crammed in there, so right. it's well, pretty the cool. Well, has been doing that for a while. Though. But this is like this is this is thing. this is the zenith. This is better than Body Double. It's better than uh, that. You know, uh, The Untouchables, which was his last thing that sort of quoted from a lot of other movies but it brings it all together in a really great way and it's got John Lithgow in it he's always you know he's been one of my favorites since uh, World According to Garp right yeah so that's uh, right he played the, a woman football player yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, and then he played the psychotic uh, passenger in uh, that Twilight Zone movie oh, that remember was, that that was good. oh that man was he was almost as good as William Shatner <laughs> oh, but I nobody think, can ham bone it like Shatner yeah I think if you had to put those side by side yeah I, I, I don't know yeah but, but you have to see Raising Cain while it's still in the movie theaters because it's definitely Brian De Palma is a guy who's totally in, into cinema. Well, I'm and, and, and to watch one of his Hollywood, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go on your I don't mean Hollywood. I don't mean Hollywood. I mean cinema. There's two different things. I mean, he's totally into the way a movie should look. And, and it doesn't do him justice to watch one of his movies on a TV screen. Okay? It's just like I could make the same comment about a lot of other directors. I mean, you don't want to... You, you, watching a Kurosawa movie on a, on a TV is really yes. disappointing to the director. Uh, yeah. He would be horribly disappointed by that, and I think Brian De Palma would be disappointed by watching his movies on a TV set too. So anyway, that's have I have I gone on too long about this topic? Probably, but it was fun interviewing you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's like interviewing me now. This is great. Okay, now out with the uh, bad air, in with the good air. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hope they work. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a little transplant. Oh my god. It's a disaster. Hello. That's better. Yeah. Much better. Thank you, Bronwyn. Ladies and gentlemen, in our studios, Bronwyn, who will be filling in. The Iowa firecracker who will be filling in for Fabio. She was just jumping up and down so high that I could see everything. Could I could see your underwears. They're red. <laughs> and uh, she'll be up next for Fabio. And uh, what were we talking about here? Oh, we were talking about movies. That's what we were talking about, the summer blockbusters, right? And also, um, the next question is going to be, if you could be anybody, who would you be? Great, huh? Great show. I know I will reveal to you, after you've revealed to me who you would be, who I would be, at the end of this program. 
So, stay tuned for that. That's going to be pretty exciting, eh, kids? Me revealing to you who I would like to be if I could be anybody. Can you think who it might be? You're always welcome to call and guess. The number here is 201-678-7743. And uh, let's have another brief musical interlude. Some dialing music. All right, we're back here at WFMU Upsala College East Orange. It's coming up on 6.30. This program is Aerial View. And the phone number here is 201-678-7743. And we're all over the place tonight, but we started out by talking about those filthy, rotten Germans. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello? Yes. Uh, Welcome to the air. Hi. Hi. Uh, We were talking about those filthy, rotten Germans. Yeah, you, the ones in Germany. Yeah, you, you know what you said about um, people that uh, they, they don't, you know, they like, in America we don't, like, attack the refugee camps and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's because we don't have to because we do it by the law, like sending the Haitians back. We just, uh, you oh, know, really? we pass a law, it says it's okay, and we just don't let them in. Uh-huh. So you feel it's a much more effective solution than trying to run them out once they are here. Well, I think we're just, you know, we're just as bad as Nazis. We're just, like, more sneaky. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people would disagree with that statement. Well, a lot of people are, st- are stupid. I found that most people suck. Yeah. Anyway, um, now, do you have any any real hatred of a particular foreign group that we, we, you would like to bring to light? Um, no. None? You, you feel like you could, you're cool with all of them? They're all, they're all okay by you. Except for Welsh people. Oh. I, see, I've never heard a word of complaint against the Welsh. They, never. You know, they look like monkeys, and they're really they're stupid, and they, they're all minors. Uh-huh. And they, you, know, and they, you mean like under coal, the age of 18? What do you mean? Coal mines. They oh, coal mines. Coal mines. All right. Now, can you also say about them that their food is horrible? They. they yeah, it's, they, it's worse than the English food. And, okay. really, and they sing all the time. What? They're always singing mining songs. S- songs about mining. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot think of one. They they got dozens, and oh. they also they um. Uh, they they got like their own language, and you can't pronounce it. It's really stupid. Their language is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's a stupid language. Thank you. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. Yes. Hi, uh, I just wanted to tie a few loose ends together. I just happened to be listening. Uh, I came upon in a video store a movie from uh, a docu... uh, Wait a minute, is this Richard Dreyfuss? No, this is not. Wow, Uh, it's uncanny though. I'm sorry? It's uncanny. 
Well, I'm not. I'm from a box, not from a can. Oh, okay. Uh, basically, I was in a video store a couple of months ago, and by accident, I found a movie called The Inheritors. It's an Austrian movie, 1985, and I believe the German is the Erben. It was. It won honorable mentions in a Cannes Film Festival in '84. It's about neo-Nazi groups in Germany, and it's based on a true story. Uh, Wait a minute, neo-Nazi groups in Germany? Well, this, of all this was things. In, 19, in the 19, early 1980s. I'm not buying it. Well, this was in the 1980s. Let me just explain the, the circumstances. The okay. uh, director who wrote the script was himself a school teacher in Austria, uh, found a lot of these groups were um, be gaining in popularity. God, Austria is a strange place, isn't it? Well, it was not about Austria. It was about... Uh, Germany, and the kids were drawn into this movement, uh, not even knowing about the history of the, the Second World War and so forth. I mean, these, these are kids who are long since born after that. They were attracted because of various social problems, bad home life. They were attracted by the camaraderie, and they came into this. And in this movie, mind you, 1985, it's a years ago. Actually, 1984. Uh, it premiered in the United States in 85. But it, it, just what we're talking about now, the, they were denying that the Holocaust exists and um, you know, all of the, the, this sort of stuff. And uh, the leaders, the adult leaders of these youth groups were showing old you know, Hitlerian lampshades to the kids and that while denying publicly that the Holocaust uh, did not happen, and uh, privately, they said they will admit it to themselves. I recommended the inheritors. You can rent it, but you can buy it for only nineteen dollars. It's orderable in the video stores. Now, on the subject of stereotypes, the word stereotype you have to also uh, consider in the context of a scapegoat. All through history, people have had human needs for scapegoats. Uh, different types of scapegoats. Uh, go in and out of fashion. In the United States, uh, it became politically unfashionable to talk about blacks. When we look at old 1930s movies, uh, some of whom have been, some of which have been withdrawn from TV, but back in the 50s and 60s, uh, they used to be shown a lot, like the old Charlie Chan movies. They were filled with stereotypes, not only about Orientals, but uh, there was a an actor named Stephen Fetchett, who was their uh, black chauffeur, and made remarks. I don't. About was that that wasn't the actor's name, though. That was the character's name, wasn't it? Stephen Fetchett. Uh, Stephen Fetchett was his the name, the the Hollywood stage name of an actor. You're kidding me. I didn't know that. Well, what do you know? I learned something. But in the movies, there were remarks about darkies. The original um, uh, Irving Berlin, the songwriter, wrote a song. Yeah, but we know all of this. I mean, I mean that, I, we, we know this. No, what we, I'm saying is that it was very open in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, and I'm not, I understand this. I understand this. I understand it. I understand to that. To talk against Jews as the Nazis did is likewise politically unfashionable. So the need for the, scape, the present scapegoat has to do with gay bashing because this is a scapegoat that, uh, for the most part, they've gotten away with. Uh, a few about last year, the Hollywood actress Vivica Linfors uh, was popular in the 
I, I, she's a great actress, too. Well, uh, she was mugged in Greenwich Village. Yeah, it was part of a gay bashing incident. That is uh-huh. correct. Okay. Now, this is what we have to look forward to, because if you listen to some of the born-again Christians... Uh, I don't believe that. Well, but this is what is happening. I don't believe that. I mean, I, I understand the fear that it can escalate, but I don't think it will. I think that uh, there, um, um, there are gays in so many walks of life and so many... Uh, jobs and, and well, it, so many it, different areas where... Past. Now, again, uh, to come back to Hollywood movies, uh, Ingrid Bergman made a movie about Joan of Arc. Uh, this is where is this, where is this going? Where remember is this? that Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. 20% no. of the population is left-handed. And it, <laughs> you need to remember that in the Middle Ages, in the time of medieval superstitions, if you did not sit on the right hand of God, you must have been possessed of the devil. The l- church spoke Latin, and the Latin word for a left-handed person is sinistral, which is related to the word sinister, sinful, and so forth. Twenty percent of the people were likewise burned at the stake for being left-handed. So if you're a left-handed homosexual, you're really out of luck. If well, you're a German left-handed right, homosexual. That's correct. But what I'm pointing out is simply that all through history, it is a basic human instinct to have scapegoats and to uh, find excuses to uh, promulgate a... a Stereotype, the use yeah, of but, a stereotype. But, but, but I can pick up a Dr. Zeus book and find out the same thing. I'm not, Dr. Not, Zeus was gay. Well, uh, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm now, glad for him. I'm, I'm, I, no, but one a, needs to remember, he was a wonderful as, I man. Said, as I said, I'm, I'm going to get off the air in just one second. I, I just wanted to finish I, my, I, my, I, my I, sentence. I, I, that wherever there is a human person who has uh, insecurity-type problems, you're going to have a scapegoat. No, I, scapegoat well, exists I, to, to make the person uh-huh, feel better. Uh-huh, I, okay. that, that's the end of my uh, comment. Okay. Thanks. Hello, welcome to the air. Uh, yeah, I got a top ten list of people I'd want to be. Okay. Uh, should I count ten to one or one to ten? I think you should only have one, really. I don't know if you should have ten. I... Okay, they're pretty good, though. Let me okay. See. Quickly, okay. quickly. Okay, Mrs. Manuel Noriega. Uh, a spheroid. Uh, a what? A spheroid. Okay. Sam Houston. Uh, Stephen Fetchard. Stephen uh, Fetchard? Fetchard. Fetchard. Uh, Paul Songus. Uh-huh. Uh, a bull weevil. No, I said people. Oh, I'm sorry. Black like things. The, the Juice Man. The Juice Man. Oh, the guy on TV. Yeah. Patty Hearst. Uh, Rosie Ruiz. And uh, Alan Napier. Very, very nice list. Thank you. Especially that last one, the Alan Napier. Hello, welcome to the air. Bronwyn, what's the matter with your voice? Your voice sounds so deep today. My voice? Bronwyn. Is this Bronwyn? Yes. <laughs> so you were talking about Paul Schrader? I was talking about Paul Schrader. And we were Brian. talking about Brian De Palma. We talked about Nazis. Yeah, no, movies. Stay with movies. I, Stay I interv- with movies. A couple of years ago, I interviewed both of them. No, get out of town. Totally. What What for? For uh, a magazine? For a magazine. I was working for a magazine. What magazine? High Times. Oh, really? And cool. we. And we. Magazine I've never read, but anyway. And uh, yeah, Paul Schrader told us he uh, he gave uh, Quaaludes to Season Hubley. Season Hubley was in which movie of his? Uh, she was, no, no, no! Don't tell, tell me! I was just about to say Hardcore. Oh, you asked. Didn't oh you, man! Didn't you ask? I was gonna say it myself though. Hardcore was an excellent movie. George yeah. C. Scott. Yeah. Okay, now Season Hubley is now appearing on some friggin' soap opera somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I don't she's follow. on, uh, like, As the World Turns or something. I didn't know that. I don't follow that popular culture. No, she's on uh, All My Children or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go Except ahead. For the nude scene, he gave her quaaludes. 
Excellent. So, yeah. so I mean, he admitted to this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. we were asking him and stuff. Uh, my partner and I was doing the interview. Did this go into the interview even? Yeah, as a matter of fact, that was our job was to get, you know, like big people. Drug stories. Drug stories. From big people. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he, was a real, he was a real nice guy. We were at the Hotel Pierre, and he kept taking phone calls in the other room, and he kept saying, boys, have some shrimp. Now that's how a, uh, that's how a movie director should act. He should be in, in the other room taking calls and forcing shrimp on his guests. Yeah. Now that's how I see it happening. If I'm hanging out with uh, a Hollywood director, and and he smoked, right? I, I don't that I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember right. that. But now, he, was, he was very nice. Let's play this little game. Go ahead. Okay. I'll name a director, and you tell me what you'd have to do if you were hanging out with this director. What like what at what activities would you be engaged okay. in? Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to start out with a tough one, so don't be thrown. Go ahead. Sam Shepard. Um, red wine, drink red wine, and uh, smoke cigars. Mm, way, way off. Okay. You, uh, Sam Shepard, I don't see that happening with Sam Shepard. All right, let me try another one. If, that, if, it was, if we were talking about, uh, who's the guy who did the big red one? If, um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Fuller? Sam, Mu- Samuel I, Fuller? I don't know. I think it was Samuel Fuller. I don't know, but I just thought of Floyd Mutrux. No, I was thinking of him. Uh, okay, let's say, okay, you, if you're hanging out with Sam Shepard, what is it you have to be doing? You probably have to be, you're probably standing on dirt. Oh, okay. it's, oh I get it. Okay? No, I get it. And you're probably, you, you're uh, around horses or something. Hmm. And what are you doing? You're chain-smoking Marlboros. What there else you, are you What else are you doing? Uh, Having a Budweiser. I could see him as a guy who, like, drinks Bud. Yeah. Okay. Now, if let's say you were hanging out with Sergio Leone. Oh, uh, eating spaghetti. Now, that's, see, that's the first thing that people would say. I just don't see that, though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I see him as someone who's heavily into, like, uh, Chinese food. Oh, this is all making it up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just visualizing. If you, oh. You know, hanging out with a director. Okay, if you were hanging out with Paul Schrader and you already did. Yeah. What was he doing? What, what would you have to do in his presence? Uh, well, it was, like I said, it was at the Hotel Pierre, and he was... Oh, this was Paul Schrader. I thought, I thought we were talking about Brian De Palma. You said Brian De Palma, too, right? Yeah, De Palma, no. De Palma we did in his... Uh, he's got an apartment on uh, Fifth Avenue downtown. And what did you have to do when you were hanging out with De Palma? Actually, he made coffee for us. Okay, now that goes along very well with his whole thing, he making coffee. coffee. And he was wearing that army jacket. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he had... Uh, uh, the other thing that I remember is he had a lot of movie posters of his movie, but they were all in Japanese, I guess because they get released in, in Japan. Wow, okay, he was, so... He was quite nice. He was really nice to us. And uh, it's funny because he had just made another a movie that really bombed that is like a really brilliant movie that a lot of people never talk about. It was called Home Movies. Home Movies, yeah. Was, okay, I, I seem to dimly recall Home Movies. Yeah, it, was, it had Keith Gordon in it and... Uh, Keith, Keith Doug- Gordon is sort of like falling off the map completely, What's hasn't his name? It? Michael Douglas's father. Kirk Douglas. Yeah, yeah. and the blonde. <laughs> the bimbo. The blonde bimbo. What's Gee, gee, narrow it down. Yeah, now he uses her a lot in his movies. Oh, uh... Oh, Alan. Therese Allen? Uh, no. no, Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen, Okay, right. yeah. I'm thinking of Teresa Russell. Keith Gordon is like, where the hell is Keith Gordon? The last thing I remember seeing him in was Christine. Well, he directed a movie. He just directed a movie a couple of, about a year ago. Yeah. And it just disappeared. Anyway, it was nice to see Austin Pendleton turn up in My Cousin Vinny. Now, that was nice. They, they, I thought he'd fallen off of the earth, too. They dig him up for stuff like that. No, he's excellent, Austin Pendleton. Anyway, let's let's get back to what we were talking about now. We were talking about movies. Can you recommend any summer blockbusters or summer movies for my... 
my listening audience, uh, if they had to go out tonight and spend Well, actually, not tonight, but I, I, just, I just saw, believe it or not, on Entertainment Tonight that they're re-releasing Blade Runner, but without, they, they did some changes. Wow, they Blade put, Runner was an excellent movie. Yeah, but they, they took off the vocal narration, the, uh, the voiceover. The, yeah, the uh, stuff and, by... Uh, yeah, that was, that was brilliant. That was probably an afterthought, all that stuff, Harrison Ford. Okay. If I had to re- recommend some things, well, I still haven't seen The Player, but I hear it's, it's excellent. Oh, I saw it. was okay. great. It was, that, right. was, that was great. I'm sure it's great. I can't see it not being great. Uh, Raising Cain, all right. I still haven't seen Batman Returns, but I'd like to. I'll wait. Um, there's got to be other things out there. I mean, uh, I heard Light Sleeper is excellent. Actually, I went to I heard, Wait a minute. I heard that uh, Single White Female is good. And what else? There's got to be other things. I see, I, I, I'm more into, like, I went to see uh, Let's Get Lost, the Chet Baker film. Uh-huh. But that was only there for about a week or so. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll go, you know, I'll, I'll try to chase stuff down. It only plays, like, in one theater. What about Don't Look Now? Isn't that like the... Oh, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That's what I heard. Don't see? Look Now or Don't Look Back. <clears throat> I thought it was Don't Look Now. Okay, because there's... Which one are we talking about? Because there's Don't Look... Don't look now. You, you mean the um, okay? Don't look back. Was eat the document, which was the Dylan film. No, yeah, that's right. Don't look back. I'm, I'm thinking right. of don't look don't now. Don't look now is was. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, um, Donald Sullivan. No, I'm thinking of the movie that's out now. The, uh, the, uh, that the, one I don't know. The one with Bill Paxton in it. No. Maybe I've totally forgotten the title. Hmm. I probably have. Anyway, because no, it was just, don't. It was don't look. I think it was Don't Look Now. It was Donald Sutherland and uh, it was an, another guy. That, that was an excellent movie. That was the one where he was like, uh, he was in the churches and yeah. stuff. And, and his, his daughter drowns in a puddle or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Now, we, we interviewed that guy as well, uh, Nick Rogue. Oh, he's, yeah, he excellent really, movie. Nicholas Rogue movie. Okay. It's funny. A lot of people don't know that he was, uh, he was the second unit director on Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, he was brilliant. Uh-huh. Real nice guy. As a matter of fact, one of his movies. Teresa Russell's his, his wife. Yeah. And okay. She was in another great horrible actress. She was in another, but she was good in. I thought she was good in Insignificance. She was very good in Insignificance. A very, a very underrated, uh, probably not very seen movie. Played only in one. But theater. I have it on videotape. Only actually. in one theater. It played in Manhattan. I bought it when I saw a copy of it for like six ninety nine in the local video. But I store. like him because he directed. He directed David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Art Garfunkel. Insi- Insignificant has a great Insignificance. For those of you who don't remember, the movie was about. Uh, it was based on some, some real-life characters, not named. Uh, Marilyn Monroe Albert was Einstein. Teresa Ru- Russell's character, uh, Albert Einstein, uh, Joe DiMaggio, and Joe McCarthy, yeah. Senator Joe McCarthy. And it's all about how they sort of collide in this hotel room, these circumstances that bring them together. And it's got a great scene of, like, Teresa Russell as Marilyn Monroe explaining to Einstein the theory of relativity by using these toy automobiles. Like I say, it was just it was just in one theater in Manhattan. That was it. It was like no marketing. That's what happened with that other movie, the the, the Palmer movie. It was just in one theater in Manhattan. Well, they'll have a Nicholas Rogue retrospective someday, and you know they'll do like a ten week series of his movies, and I was gonna say and he'll be old and feeble and walking out with a the, the aid of a, an assistant, and they'll be applauding what a genius he is. The uh, that one movie Walkabout was uh, was just booked downtown. I think either at uh, with with Jenny Augur. Yeah. That's another excellent movie that you never get to see, and also Track 29. That was funny. And, well, anyway, let's talk about what's out there now that people can go see tonight or tomorrow if they want to go see it. Oh, uh, I don't know. Nuns on the Run or with the Nun? Nuns on the Run? No, That's... the Nun movie? Oh, man, the Whoopi Goldberg Nun movie? No, no thank you. No. 
Anyway, let's get some more phone calls here. 201. All right, dude. 678-7743. Thanks. Gee, we're talking movies. Excellent. The, um... The show's gone all over the map today, just uh, straight from 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 Nazis um, into uh, directors and movies into Who Would You Be? The Who Would You Be game was excellent. Who would you be if you could be anybody? Hmm. Martin Scorsese. Hello, welcome to the air. Jimi Hendrix. What? Jimi Hendrix. Who's this? I would be uh, Al Pacino. Really? You know, you said who I was going to say. Al Pacino? No. Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix. He's dead. I know. I could recommend a movie from Australia. What? It was called Shame. It was based on like a female Mad Max concept. With oh, De- I heard something about this movie. With Deborah Lee Furness. Uh-huh. It's a good rental. Shame, it's called. Shame. Okay. Are you in a car? Yeah. Thanks for calling. It's breaking our strict rule against phones from cars, cars from, phoning from cars. The number is 201-678-7743, and I really would like to get a recommendation on a movie before I leave here, because I think I'm going to go do that. I think I'm going to go watch a movie tonight. need to, like, just get out and watch something on the big screen, because I really enjoyed Raising Cain. <laughs> so if there's anything out there that you've really enjoyed and you want to tell me about 201-678-7743 that's right this show has turned into it's turned from a uh, a dialogue between you and I about uh, social conditions and and life into you recommending movies to me that's what it's become pretty cool eh uh, 201-678-7743 and hello, welcome to the air. How about Night on Earth? The new Jim Jarmusch? Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see that, but I kind of don't at the same time. Why do you kind of don't? Well, I kind of I feel like... Uh, I, ca- I can't stand movies that have sort of a... Uh, you know, that are sort of segmented. They sort of uh-huh. like... You know, they, they, they have one thing and then another thing and then another thing. Sort uh-huh. of, you know... I mean, and, and it, you know, it's kind of annoying, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I would like to find some characters, and if they were interesting, stick with them for a while and not, you know, jump to another set. But uh, I could see the appeal of it, you know, but I don't know. Did you see it? Actually, I did, and I thought it was excellent. Really? Except no. for the first one, L.A., because I hate Winona Ryder. Really? I don't okay. like her work. So so who? What, what was so excellent about it? I mean... Uh, I thought, well... It was an interesting similarity between the different cultures in the dialogue. Uh-huh. The dialogue carried a, a very interesting similarity. Like, I'm not familiar with other cultures, but, you know, it had Paris and Helsinki and Rome, and the humor was very similar between the different places. So okay. that kind of surprised me. And um, uh, Paris and Rome and New York were just absolutely hilarious. And... Yeah, I wanted to see Delicatessen, but I haven't gotten a chance to see that yet. 
Oh, that's another. That's the other big uh, word of mouth movie, the must see, right? Yeah, I, I, I must see it soon. You must see that. <laughs> and I did see Single White Female, and I would not recommend it to anybody. No, really. I mean, I love Jennifer Jason Leigh. I like, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was the only good thing about the whole film, and well, I mean, the you... rest of the film was trash. Okay. Well, okay. I, I thanks. Okay. Too bad I was gonna see that tonight. You ruined it for me. Ruined now. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, how you doing tonight? Oh, swell. Uh, I thought so. You're speaking about movies. Do you realize the significance of this whole Woody Allen thing? Uh, no. Uh, it is the first time in over 4,000 years that a Jew has had sex with the daughter of a pharaoh. Incredible. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. The number here is 201-678-7743. And uh, I've heard many bad Woody Allen jokes over the course of the last week. But that may be the, uh, the real, that may be the, the corker. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, I just turned into the show. I hope I ain't repeat anything, but you said Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm sure you've uh, caught Last Exit to Brooklyn, right? Yes. One of the best. Did you ever read the book? She plays Tra La La. Yes, I read the book. It's, it's, I, I would, how would you have liked to have lived during them times, boy? Uh, not really, no. You don't think so? No. Oh, I think, actually, the book, I mean, I mean, the movie was more, was a lighthearted romp compared to the book. That's true. You know? Whatever happened to Hubert Selby? He's teaching on a on a campus somewhere. He's, Are you he's, kidding? He's teaching a a novel course or a course in novel writing or something. Wow! Would I, I love to hear what that guy has to say? There's a there's a chance for a guest, huh? I guess. Well, I mean, you know who's really into Hubert Selby is um, Henry Rollins, and I don't know. and Henry Rollins is formerly of Black Flag, now of the Henry Rollins band. He's a big Hubert Selby fan, and he was the one that really tried to revive, I I think, interest in Hubert Selby. To uh, I mean he he's been like a, uh, a um, what do you call them a, a, a kind of what do you, what did you call them oh disciple of of Hubert uh-huh. Selby who kind of goes around talking about him and stuff the the Hubert Selby book did you ever read the Room by no Hubert I only Selby? ever saw that one book by him and I read it and I have it like since I was in high school it's like a treasure yeah Last Exit to Brooklyn is the big one but there's another book called the Room is it can uh, you buy it in bookstores. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I. I don't know. I, I found it uh, a long time ago, and I lent it to somebody and never got it back. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's a, it's a book about this guy who takes th- his revenge on these two, if I remember correctly, police officers. By um, he basically turns them into dogs. Wow. He captures them both, and he strips them of their clothing, and he feeds them dog food, and he makes them fornicate with each other, and and he, he the whole book is is this guy talking about these two, these two human beings as as his pets, as his dogs. Let's hear it for Hubie, man. He he was all right, huh? Oh yeah, great, 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 great master of prose. Whenever I'm in a video store and like they have the last exit over in like the cult section, and I always like stand there and hope somebody will walk by and say, "Hey, have you seen this yet?" I got it rented a few times for other people, but let's hear it for Hubert. All right, have a nice day. Thanks. Yeah, last exit of Brooklyn was excellent. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi. Yeah. Um. I heard you talking about the Heights. I didn't see it, but I taped it for you for ten dollars a week. 
Would you really? Mm-hmm. Now we're talking like a. Uh, do you have a decent quality VCR? Yeah, I do. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. and 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 what about uh, editing out the commercials? Uh, possible. Well, that's possible. I'd have to um, tape to another tape because I don't necessarily know if I want to watch it. But oh I man, you you have to watch. I'm paying you ten dollars a week. Yeah, but that was that's that's like ten dollars an hour. That's just, that's a one hour show. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, most people would be thrilled at making ten dollars an uh -huh. hour. Well, I make a lot more than that. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Then forget it then. Yeah. But if you want to do it as a as a kindly gesture. Oh well, that's possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't see this week's episode then? No, I didn't. Okay. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, yes, I do. Musicians. It's about 52 minutes too long. Oh, really? Yes. Then why would you want to watch it? I got to see it. You I do. just have to. There's an inner burning desire. Mm -hmm. There's a yearning in me that won't be answered until I've seen an episode of The Heights. Do you like soap operas? No, I just like trashy television. Mm -hmm. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, Chris. Uh, the player is the best thing I've seen that's still out there, so I, I would recommend that. Okay, the and, player. Uh, there's uh, the best film I've seen all year is a Belgian movie called Toto the Hero, which is going to be at the Eighth Street Playhouse in a couple of weeks for a couple of days. It's well worth going out of your way to see that. What's it all about, Alfie? Uh, it's real hard to describe. It's very surrealistic. It's kind of a cross between uh, The Prince and the Pauper, Vertigo, and The Singing Detective. Wow, now those are three good things. So, so if you like any one of those three, you'd probably the like sing, it. singing detective was like one of my favorite things of all time. Dennis Potter. Mm-hmm. He's swell. Yeah. He's like a, a god among men. Oh yes. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Okay. Bye. Well, we got another four minutes in this program, and then uh, Bronwyn is here for the uh, vacationing Fabio, and that's in another four minutes. Uh, Get in here with the last licks. This is the last licks portion of this program at 201-678-7743. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, man, I heard you talking. You were talking about the heights before, right? I've got a great idea for a TV show. I mean, I see all these really trash shows on, like uh, uh, Melrose Place. You seen that? I have yet to see Melrose oh, Place. It's, it's riotous. It's truly, it's truly hilarious. Well, anyway. I'm going to call this show Avenue C, okay? It's uh, set in, a, in an abandoned it, building, I think. Squatters. It's like squatters, right? Well, you know, uh, a couple of them are in a band. Uh, a couple of them are models. Uh, you know, maybe one or two, like, have, like... Junkie models. Jobs in, like, hip ad agencies or, you know, just would totally... Ballerinas that live with psychotic guys. Yeah, it would totally lambaste the uh, hip... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, vain uh, downtown culture of New York, but it would have to be for cable because it would be very, very raunchy. There'd be like a lot of, you know, a lot of people walking around. With it would be like Melrose Place, except more with a real attitude. That, yeah, there'd be more skin. You know, there'd be it would be uh, and and the people would be like really pasty looking. Yeah, they'd look be, very unhealthy. Yeah, they're yeah right. They'd, they'd be you know they'd be good looking people, but they would like totally not take care of themselves. <laughs> and, and they would, uh, you know, they'd be scrounging for money. No, I, if, if I was like, if I was a cable guy and you were pitching me this idea, I'd be like, great. When do we get, when do we get underway with this? Yeah, I, I, excellent. I know. Yeah, it, I, I think it's good, and maybe you know, have uh, a few. I'm, I'm sorry you're sharing it with people now, because like some some savvy kind of guy is going to run up to some network executive and start. Nobody has the balls to do a show like this. Yeah, well, hey, who knows? Maybe it's up to you to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. Seriously, I would I would watch that program. Oh, I know it would be. I'd say, gee, what's happening on Avenue C tonight? 
And that, those would be the promos. Tune in, see what's happening on Avenue C. Yeah, they, they would like zoom into like this like abandoned building and like there's like a. Or like the guys wander over to Third drunk, Street and get beaten up by drunk, the Hells Angels. <laughs> drunken homeless buns puking like on the front oh, steps. They have nothing better to do than to protest the reopening of the park. That'd be the, that'd be an, that'd be an excellent scene. Hey man, it's, it's a people's park. Hey man, man, get your kids out of here. You privileged little elitist kids. Yeah, the East Village, home of trust fund anarchists. I love that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a great idea. I, I see all kinds of dramatic potential for that. Yeah, really, you know. But you should see Melrose Place, man. It's just, it's completely riotous. And same thing with Beverly Hills, you know. It's like... I've seen a couple of episodes of Beverly Hills, because, I mean, I don't want to be that far removed it's from like, it's pop almost, culture. It's that... all, you know, it's really funny, because it's so close. It's close to being semi-realistic, but it's still it's what <laughs> it's obviously written by like you know 30 year old people who are just totally out of touch with youth but there is a small amount of, of realness and hipness to it it's just, an, just i know enough, all my friends look that good <laughs> just enough to make it better than the brady bunch you know and i heard something about uh, shannon doherty being this at last week someone, yeah some, someone called me last week and said she showed up at the republican convention <laughs> yeah she's i a, thought that's pretty par for the she's course a, she's a boob she's a complete boob a boob or a babe? Oh, now, know, which is I, it? I wouldn't, you know, I certainly wouldn't kick her out of bed, but I mean, she's, uh... You know, for what? For eating crackers? Well, you know, I'm sure I, she... I thought the whole thing was I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. She probably eats crackers with mustard. No, I was going to say, that'd be the only reason she'd be there. Eating? <laughs> eating crackers. No, th- you know, the, th- the thing is, my niece is heavily into Brenda. <laughs> so is Shannon mine. Doherty, and so is mine. <laughs> I, I go over there, and, and she's got, like, Brenda dolls. And my, my first impulse is to douse them with fluid and set them aflame. I mean, I, I could think back to when I, I could think back to when I was in, into my burning phase, and I would burn everything, models, you're, and I'd spend all these phase. hours building models, and I'd burn them just to watch them melt. And that was the, my my best kick in the world was to burn things. Really, it really, I was really a pyromaniac for for a, quite a period. Yeah, That's you were cool. telling me this. Bronwyn was telling me this one time. We can put you in that Avenue C program. <laughs> and we had, you know, what, what the best thing was that me and this guy uh, who used to be in the nihilistics with me, Mike. The, ni- the nihilistics. We. We had this guy we worked uh, who was he was he was a baker right and we hated his guts. His name was Kurt, and we found this doll that looked amazingly like him. It was a Pirates of the Caribbean doll or something from Walt Disney. So we made it up to look like Kurt. We put a little baker's uniform on it, and we made little bakery trays with little pastries on it, and we set it up in my basement in front of this oven, right? And we we basically took this series of pictures of it burning. We set it on fire. And we watched Kurt burn. And while he was burning, we, would, we said typical Kurtisms. We were like, hey, hey, I'm burning, I'm on fire. It was, it was really great. That's brilliant. It was That's so brilliant. therapeutic. If only we knew who this person was. If, we, if you knew who Kurt was, you'd be like roaring right now. But I mean, even if you didn't, the thought of like burning someone in effigy, it's, it's just so great. And it, yeah. I, I'd like to know what happened to those Polaroids because we had a series of like seven or eight Polaroids of just this, this, this thing that from a distance, I mean, it looked like him, you know, and then <laughs> slowly burning. Anyway, great, great. You'll be a character on Avenue C, definitely. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Okay, this is this is the last phone call. Last phone call. Hello.
You're gonna have to. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not getting what's going on. 